Tigers fans to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett. Uh, we are brought to you by Coleman Barnes Group, which includes West Asheville Leagues. Best place to watch the games, the games live, I should say. It's a plural now. There's two games, uh, at least for the next, what, seven weeks, as? Uh, is that my right there? Eight, eight weeks? Well, six. Six with two games. Six with two Six, games. that's what I mean, yeah. So six left in the men's um, and then eight, eight in the girls. So you can watch both games at uh, West Hashfield on the big screen. Uh, at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow on the socials. Then you'll find our link tree link on those profile pages, which will lead you to everything that we do, which includes the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. We've got a couple of uh, of our Benji Marshall tier members. Actually, I just realized tonight the uh, the entry level I have, I think I've had to change the, the names of the tiers because one of them is Dane Laurie. So that might have to... Um... I actually don't have a Sean Bloor tier. I have to make make a Sean Bloor tier as well. Maybe that's your, your tier week. It's, it's, it's the the lead up to OnlyFans, maybe the Sean Bloor. Or, or tier, maybe but, uh, maybe you don't want it. Maybe you don't want to do that because it seems to be a curse. It's a curse, yeah. That um, that you might leave. Maybe I shouldn't. Um, right, might as well go to you first, as you were our um, only correspondent out at the girls' game on Sunday. I was on dad duties. I couldn't make it in the end, but I man, I wish I was there, especially for that second half. Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, Rob. The The second half in particular was a ton of fun. Um, I'm really glad I went. I'm really excited to watch these girls continue to develop their game as a team. Uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. Great to be there. And um, I, I knew that hyping up the, the women's team was the right thing to do because I knew that um, there, there may be growing pains and there may still be growing pains, um, considering it's their first season in the, in the new competition. Uh, but yeah, I'm super stoked and super proud of them. And that team song that you clip that you played before was Chef's Kiss. Yeah, it, it, well, if it actually has sound, it'll have Chef's Kiss. But um, <laughs> Rob Bashara coming in from the Red Room. Uh, you watched the game on Sunday. What are your thoughts on the the effort the girls put in? Yeah. Good evening, guys. Good evening, everyone. Hope you're all well. Uh, fantastic effort, guys, um, especially given the scoreline at halftime. Uh, we had a number of, of opportunities on their line. We, we kind of had a few handling errors or, you know, passes in the wrong positions, and it just looked like things might be getting away from us. But our girls absolutely smashed them in the second half. They couldn't handle our forwards. Just looked like Parramatta had to basically compress their defence, and as soon as they did that, we just started getting them on the flanks. Um, you know, Bo was amazing. I, I know the forwards were great, but Bo just had a, her finger in just about every try. Um, and then obviously when La, uh, Lasana Latu came on, like she was providing uh, for that left edge. And a couple of those girls have got some serious pace, haven't they, Aaron? The, mm. the winger we got from Newcastle and, and uh, absolutely. the centre. Yeah, they absolute flyers. And yeah, it's just, just good to watch. But, you know, honestly, the football was great and it only just shaded the try celebrations. I absolutely loved the try celebrations, not not just from our girls, but from the Parramatta girls, they cracked me up. I thought there was a lot of originality and thought put into those. So yeah, for sure, it's meant to provide entertainment. Just really good entertainment, guys. Good football, good good. You know, they played in a good spirit, and and you know that's that's what we want. I'm just happy for the fans. They they got to have a bit of a win and take a photo of that premiership table. We're on the top. 
So mm, let's hope it stays that way. Screenshot of that for sure. Yeah, yeah so a few com- like a few negative comments. I mean, 99% of our replies and comments, because we obviously were tweeting and on the socials, along as the girls were going about their business on Sunday and just getting a few people commenting, like, basically that they don't care or um, just seen not necessarily on our socials, but just misogynistic sort of shit getting around around the girls' games. But, man, like, get get with the times, man. The, the, the girls' footy is absolutely entertaining. We're not just saying that because we now have a team and um, and we're on top of the table. Like, the girls' origin is a fantastic event. It should be three games. I don't know why it's two, but... Man, get behind it. Obviously, yeah, it's and people compare like athletically. Obviously, they're physically never going to be like six foot six, bloody super strong athlete that the the guys are. Just physically, it's not going to happen. But like, man, it's just it's entertaining footy. It's so so good to watch. So I'm I'm I'm, very very skillful, Josh. Very very skillful. If you you know, for me anyway, when I watched some women's stuff three and four years ago, it's a totally different game now. They, mm. They've put so much work into the game and they've been coached really well. And, you know, all the teams, like they're putting on block shapes and, and they, they look like normal rugby league teams. You don't, yeah. I don't I don't necessarily look at them as women, but, you know, when when some of them, you know, get out in the open, um, they've got some amazing speed. Like that Whitfield, mm. my God, she just flew. Um, you know, so yeah, some really, really good talent there. Look, it's, only, it's, it's only one game, but it's it's just good for the girls, good for the club, good, good. To, yeah. You know, any any sort of winning right now, we'll take. But yeah, no one should be. I guess those people knocking the girls, they're just frustrated at you know the Maybe. twelve years of crap that we've put up with with the men's side of things. That's all. So anyway, yeah. it is. Uh, you can and definitely like when tell... you look at the oh, sorry, sorry. You go. when you look at the talent and skill in the women's competition, not just across our team, but across all the teams. It's crazy to think that they are that talented, that skillful when these women are only semi-professional athletes because hmm. because of like the financial side of things, they still all need basically full-time jobs to yep. make Betty a Walsh like works for the West Tigers, so Yeah, and one of the girls in behind on the Behind the Raw episode last week that I listened to um, said that at one point she had three or four jobs and I think she's still hmm. working two of those currently. So yeah, like these girls, they're they're this talented and they're not spending as much time training or anything as much as like, as like as much as the men do. And it's crazy to see the talent that yeah. exists in the competition. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, um, it was awesome. It'd be, it'd be nice to have a girl or two on the show so we can promote, promote these girls. Yeah, And honestly, okay. like it, it should be the club's goal that we know every name of every player in that squad by the end of the season. And, and we want yeah. to, we want to help. We want to help the West Tigers. Sure. We bag the crap out of, some of the decision making they do, but you know the, the girls. You know, we, let's just give them a go. Let's get them off the ground. Let's try and help them and and promote them. And you know, like I say, if we all know their names by the end of the season, then they're doing a good job. Yeah, I've already got my ticket to Belmore next weekend. Well nice. done. If I wasn't going to the uh, the V8 Supercars, I definitely would have been at that. But uh, anyway, on to I mentioned dinosaurs before. Sheenzy's press conference from the men's game. So, obviously, getting back to our men who lost to the Dragons on Thursday night in heartbreaking, um, not unexpected. I don't know it was kind of a reverse, really, of the uh, the first Dragons meeting, wasn't it, really? Except, no, it wasn't really a reverse. It was more just if Jareem Buller um, just wasn't able to save our ass like he did the first Dragons game 
Rob, we haven't actually really even mentioned the men's game yet, but um, before we get into Sheenzy, what were your thoughts on the men's game? Oh, look, I'm extremely disappointed, um, not because we lost, more more the fact that I think St George have one of the worst forward packs I've ever seen. I, I didn't like our tactics. I thought, you know, look, I, I've defended Brandon Wakem all year, um, given the fact that, you know, Brandon Wakem's on a minimum contract, hasn't had a full pre-season with us. I think he's done a really good job, job overall, but last Thursday night, he was shocking, like, like, really, really bad. Like, he'd come in kicking 20 goals in a row. He didn't even get his goal kicking right. His general kicks are okay, except for the one that hit the back fence, uh, the grubber kick. Um, but I just, to me, I just thought when he, when someone's going that bad and consistently bad all game and, and he looked really cumbersome, I just would have rolled the dice and, uh, you know, played Appy in the halves and 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 had talent to silver on it, hooker, and and just pound these guys up the middle. Like, they had they had no answer. Probably from the 20-minute mark, I felt like we totally dominated the ruck. Mm. Um, and what the most disappointing part for me was in the second half, St. George made so many errors in that first 10 minutes and we failed to capitalise. And there were literally only six points scored in the second half, and, and that was a bit chancy anyways. That, Zach Lomax should have got tackled and... You know, Ravalawa scores a try, as you just mentioned. You know, Jareem uh, couldn't stop him this time like he did in Queensland. But, um, you know, the, the St. George tries in the first half, guys, I mean, one came off a, a dumb to allow penalty, you know, on the on the last tackle, you know, got into a, a bit of a fight with Sloan. That led to one try. And then their next try came off a, you know, a, well, Jareem Buller wasn't expecting the pass, knocked it on. We challenged the decision, which went against us, and then they scored from the next set. So... They really had no right to have any points on the board at all. So just disappointing because I thought we'd named a pretty strong lineup. Um, and yeah, to, to go down like that, I some guys played really well. Some guys just looked like they didn't give a fuck. And yeah, that's uh, you the story know, of the season. For, for a game that it didn't, it wouldn't have meant that we get away from the wooden spoon. But if we'd have won that game, we would have a chance of avoiding the game spoon. On. Uh, now the fact that we're four points behind and a stack of four and against, we we basically need three wins. We're not going to get one win, let alone three. So I just thought there'd be more desperation than that. But look, some guys tried. I, I just think as a unit, guys, the the air's gone out of the balloon. Like it, they're just there's just no there's just no resourcefulness. Uh, and honestly, I'm really disappointed with the coaching. I, I can't believe I just can't believe Appy just didn't get a crack for ten or fifteen minutes in the halves. I, I know like that's not where you'd play him permanently because be pretty hard for Appy to defend in the halves, you know, being a hooker, but just it just would have I don't know, we just could have just played them up the middle and just pounded and they were gone. They're absolutely shot. Um and other than that, I just thought the ref didn't really help the last twenty minutes. They lay all over mm. us. We couldn't get a six absolutely. again from penalty. Um we bombed I think we bombed one try. Uh Junior Tupu put in a really nice kick for Coruscant on half time when we scored, but at the same time he had he only had Sloan to beat. Excuse mm. me. He only had Sloan to beat. And he and he went for the kick again when he just could have you know palmed him off into the grandstand like he did in the first half. So I just kind of wish he'd backed himself a bit more there. But Junior Tupu, great to see him have a good game because he'd been hopelessly out of form for the last month. So it was a really nice you know bounce back for him. Ran over two hundred meters and you know a lot of tackle busts. I think he had four tackle busts or the like and scored a couple of tries. So yeah, re- really good game by him. Uh, righto, some Sheenzy. Quotes. Uh, here's him talking about Dream Buller. Let's start with that one. 199 metres again, three weekends in a row. He's, uh, he's only played, it's amazing, he's only played eight, he's eight or nine in the NRL game, so he just keeps impressive. He's a superstar of the future, there's no doubt. But, um, you know, he's, he's, he's 
quiet kid, and that probably goes against him just yet. But for that amount of games, I'm not expecting him to, to tell blokes what to do. He's not got that personality. What he is, he's, he, he finds half a hole, and he, and, he, and he works hard, and you've got to work hard to get him. Uh, he's, a, he's a fine for us, and I think, uh, you know, after 50 games... I think this might be from a previous game. As I was I think, just about to say. Yeah, yeah. I think, <laughs> I think it was a week, week. before. Was as week any before. thoughts on the game as I try and find what I've done with Sheensy's? <laughs> the less Sheensy, the better, Josh, trust me. <laughs> Honestly, Rob covered pretty much all of it. We couldn't really buy a six again in the second half. Um, that referee, he gave one six again all game and it was against us in the second half. Um, yeah, they were laying all over us, so we didn't really get a chance to put on any attacking footy, um, particularly in the second half. Uh, we took advantage of the the period where they were down to 12 quite well, I thought, since we scored two tries then. But our general attack against a, a full team of 13, um, it's just not first grade standard and we're struggling to score points. And that was pretty much the, the story of the night. We scored one try when they had a full team on the field and two tries when they were down to 12. And that was about it. I will say... Um, the Appy try with the kick from Toops, that was sublime. Absolutely mm. love that piece of football from him. Uh, but yeah, there, it's, there's only so much you can say. It's, it was really disappointing. I went into the game um, full of hope that that was the one we could win and to yeah. help us have a chance of avoiding the spoon and it just wasn't to be. Uh, right, he is Sheenzy's, uh, well, this kind of speaks for itself, this... Uh... Quote. You know, they, um, they're professionals, um, and I understand what you're saying about motivation, but by the end of every week, they're ready to play. You know, there's ups and downs and media and so on and so on around our club, but I, I'm not looking to, to uh, as we've said to the players, Benji and I, that uh, you're paid to play professional football, and that's what you've got to do. You know, you can't bring your uh, home to, to work and you can't take your work back home, you know, you've got to be learned to be able to do those things and keep your focus on what's what you're doing at the moment. That's their living, right? That's their living. And, you know, if they want to continue to make a decent living, they've got to do better than that. Rob, what do you make of that? What's he referring to there, like talking about players? Yeah. He's kind of accusing players of not turning up, which is, Knew he's only started saying this last couple of weeks because he definitely was defending his players earlier in the season. Does this seem like he's changing his tune a little bit? Well, I stand corrected because I haven't listened to that since last Thursday, but I think he was led into that answer. Like he was asked that sort of question, like how do you motivate him? Is the motivation gone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, I, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, guys. I mean, there were some players there that. Like, I know it's just me. I thought Stefano had the best game I've ever seen him play. I've never seen him run with that much vigour. And then I saw other guys just look a little bit lackadaisical, casual. Um, You know, some guys didn't play well, but it wasn't for not trying. Um, I don't know, guys. I I just think looking at that team, the team that St George had on the field, we absolutely should have carved them up because... To to St. George's credit, the first 20 minutes, they really had a good line speed in defence. They came at us. They were in our face. But honestly, like, I know know they copped that sin bin, but five, five, ten minutes before the sin bin, they were gassed. They were Mm. absolutely gassed, and they just needed to be punished through the middle. I mean, it even got to the point where Dane Laurie just picked the ball up from dummy half and scooted 30 metres and ran right through, you know, one off the ruck, which is just unheard of. 
you know, so they were absolutely shot to bits. And, and, you know, we did bomb, like I said, that try in the second half. I thought Junior Tupu could have gone himself. Tom Talau hogged the ball late mm. in the first half. Oh, he my God. Give, he, he could have given it to, you know, and, and Talau had a poor game. He missed four or five tackles from memory. Yeah. So there's just some guys that shouldn't be there, some guys that should. I just... You know, I, I get that they're paid professionals and he's telling everyone to take a look in the mirror. I think that goes to the coaches as well. You know, they've got to look in the mirror too because there was a chance there to give Talon a little bit more time, have Appy on the field and direct. And, and you know, sometimes, you know, guys just have off nights. It's not that they try to play bad or want to play bad. Like I said, I, I think Wakem's been pretty good all around. If I had to rate Wakem's performance the other night, I'd give him a 2 out of 10. Like a lot of his bombs were pretty good because we kept – batting the ball back and getting the ball back from those bombs. But just in general, trying to set up our attack, he just had an off night. And I don't know if he's feeling the pressure thinking, hey, I, I really got to play well tonight so I don't play well. You know, they're already looking at Haas from other club and I want to secure a contract for next year. We, we're trying to get a, you know, $750,000 a year performance out of a player that's on a minimum wage. So, you know, if you ask me, did he play well or not? He was awful. But I like the guy. I like what he's given us this year. He stepped up most of the time. His defense is really good. I don't even think he missed a tackle the other night. Like, there are some things he's doing really well. But Tim Sheens, which I thought was really piss poor of him, said it doesn't help when you're kicking balls into the fence all night. Now, to me, Brandon Wade can kick one bad kick, and that was that kick into the fence. I don't think there were any mm. other kicks that I can remember that he... So that was really a, a vote of no confidence for me in Wakeham. And I'd, I'll be curious to know if he's named, you know, uh, tomorrow night. So I, I don't think that's going to happen, guys. I've I got yeah. a feeling he's going to get dropped. I'm very happy. Yeah, Brooksy Day, I reckon. I, I thought Laurie was Laurie, – Laurie just kept it simple. Laurie just played what was in front of him, really straight, really direct, and didn't do anything fancy. He just kept finding overlaps on the left-hand side, you know, on, on St. George's right edge. And he played, he played awesome. And you just think, wow, well, maybe – you know, I don't think Dane even missed a tackle. He might have missed one, but I think it was zero. But that was a really good performance. We might have found a, a bit of an answer there, and he's signed with Penrith. So yeah. Well, here's Shenzi. Here's Shenzi talk about Dane. I'll go to you on that one after. That. He's a tough kid, and uh, we've always known that. And and I thought he played pretty well, to be quite honest. You know, he's short side. He's very good at it. Um, he delivered some good ball to the edges. Uh, they could have done a little bit more with it at times. Tim, you mentioned a couple of decisions. As he mentions there that he's always known he's had the talent, why hasn't he been playing him in first grade? Yeah, that's anyone's best guess. Um, Dane Dane was quite solid. I, I, I quite enjoyed watching his game. It's just a little bit disappointing. He's he's not going to be here next year anymore. Um yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why he's going back to Penrith. He's going to be behind probably the best fullback in the game, or close to the best fullback in the game, and one of the best five eights in the game. So, seems like a dumb decision. But anyway, um, and just another player who wanted to get away from our club, and for some extent, you you can't really say much other than who can blame them for wanting to mm. leave. But well, yeah, as, as for his, yeah, sorry, Aaron, I was just going to say, I think it's just because of his inability to catch the high ball that he's been out of first grade or never got the fullback job in our, in our club. Like, if mm. you go back to rounds one and two against the Gold Coast and Newcastle, he ran for over 400 metres, you know, 200 metres basically in each game. So there's no questioning his effort, his ability. You know, he, he tries. He's just got a real problem with the high ball. So it'll be interesting when he goes to Penrith if he'll work on that and get that confidence back. Because it's not even dropping the high ball. There, there were times 
he actually lets the ball bounce, doesn't even attempt to catch a bomb. And I'm not talking mm. about a Matt Burton spiral. I'm just talking like an end-over-end bomb. That's that's just not good enough for a first-grade fullback. But he might have he might have found a place at 5'8", because like on that performance, he was really good. I mean, we didn't really get much of an opportunity against the Cowboys. We got carved up there, um, you know, to see what he was really like. But, you know, he was, he was very good the other night. I actually thought he was close to our best. The thing is, yeah. most of Dane's drops uh, um, come when he jumps for the ball. Like when he jumps off the ground, they usually land in his chest and bounce away from him. And that's what's the worst about it, because then it's a knock on and um, it goes horribly wrong from there. And obviously we lose possession. The other opposition get another set. And most of the time we see, we saw Dane drop balls at fullback. That was the, like, that was the cause of the, the leap exactly. in the air to try and take it. Um and just back on Wakeham as well, it's a bit of a shame that the one night he has an off-kicking game, is uh, like goal-kicking, is the one night it costs us a result as well. Uh, that's a, That was a little bit of a shame. But I don't think we can complain about that too much after he kicked 20 in a row, considering I'd say about, what, 12 of them maybe-ish had been from the sideline or close to it. So, Well, I tweeted, Aaron, that's our luck this year, like three tries each. Wakeham kicks one out of three. And Zach Lomax, who's had his worst goal-kicking year ever, yeah. Kicks three out of three and, and, you know, like goals from the sideline as well. So, mm. yeah, just uh, wasn't meant to be. But who knows, maybe St. George would have found another try if we if we were tied up. I just think we missed a chance in those first 10, 15 minutes of the second half to to put a bit of a lead on them because they Saints just kept turning the ball over and we did nothing yeah. with it. Do you guys reckon Dane Laurie will backflip on his deal? No chance. No that's chance. just free scooter and it's just free scooter at the skate park. <laughs> no, you, you, we, we'd have to we'd have to we'd have to offer him like a three-year deal or something. Like, I know you've been facetious, yeah. but I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> well, you think about it though. Anyway, like a one-year deal is not exactly wow. We, you know, yeah. someone, if someone did come along and offer him a two or three-year deal, I'm sure he'd consider it. But it seems like he's agreed to Penrith already, and that's where his heart is anyway. We we've yeah. seen the you know fiasco with the wearing the jersey on Grand Final night a couple of years ago. So he's obviously a Penrith boy at heart. Yeah, and he, po- yeah. And he posted on his Instagram yeah. immediately saying that he's that he's yeah. going home. So, yeah, and and some fans rightfully got offended by that, but I can see you know he he, he hasn't had a good run this year with our club, so they didn't pick him in first. Like, you can't understand it. They didn't pick him. Yeah, if they had to pick him in first grade more, the story might have uh, gone the other way. I, well, everyone's not, had a go at five yeah. eight before him, haven't they? We've put Buller there. We've put mm. Will Smith there. We've put everyone there with like literally the very last option we gave him a go and he's he's done a good job. And he knows uh, the fullback spot at our club is forever close to him now because we've got Buller there and Buller's not giving that spot up to anyone anytime soon. I agree with that hundred uh, percent. one man that is staying uh the club for many years to come is Appy Corusau. So he signed up to twenty twenty six and here's Sheenzy uh talking about him here. Um he He's, you know, still finding his legs from that, from, you know, having a month off with the jaw. So um, he did much better tonight than he did last week, and I'd expect him to be, you know, uh, closer to a full game next week. Tim, I don't have a chance to talk to you. So that's interesting. Possibly 80 minutes of Appy against South. Uh, as? Yeah, that's asking for trouble, I think. I, we don't want to burn him out. He's only just come back from... Um, a fairly substantial injury. Um, I think he he suits better having a player who can come on in around the middle of the game um, or middle of the first half, come off early in the second half and give the rest of the game to Abby. Like that's the sort of role I think he should be playing. And Talon is a very good option to be that 
number 14, that one that comes on for him. I don't think it's a brilliant idea uh, playing him the whole game, but I'm super, super stoked that Appy re-signed. Um, he's shown a lot of faith in the club and in the direction of the club and his post on Instagram as well um, showed that he believes where the club's going and um, I hope the club can reward his faith in in them and um, give him some good players to play behind next year. Yeah, I was watching his press conference from today earlier and he says excited to kind of lead the young guys um, coming through and he thinks, yeah, that things are going to get better. But um, Rob, at least, yeah, getting Appy secure for a few years gives us that little bit of hope. I mean, we've had hope for, what, a decade now, but having the best hooker in the world is a start. Okay, well, well, I'll keep my opinions about hope way to the side because I don't want to depress everyone. But for Appy to extend for a couple of years is a massive showing faith to me in Appy Coruscant, not the club. It shows me that Appy is a real tiger at heart now and he wants to turn this club around and he knows it's going to take a bit longer than, you know, having one year left to go. So that it's a really huge step for the club, uh, as we said, you know, last week, the week before. They need to get going on Buller as well. You know, two, mm. two years is just not enough. But I uh, have to agree with what Aaron said. Like, if we're really thinking about playing uh, Abby for 80 minutes, it's just suicidal. You know, we've got the wooden spoon wrapped up. We're not going to achieve anything. He's just come back from that injury, obviously. He's had calf issues earlier in the year. It's just, it'd be just absolutely stupid to play for 80 minutes. I, I don't expect that. I'd expect, um, you know, Talon or Jake to be back up this week. And if not, it'd be just another dumb decision by the coaching staff. And the thing about Appy's contract as well, Rob, um, he had the mutual option, I think it was, for 2025. So yeah. I like he had the option just to take that up and say, I'll just do one more year with him. But no, he's he's um, extended for an extra two, which I think shows a lot of a, a lot about his character as well. 100%. Uh, I absolutely love it. And, you know, given I, I hated what he did in his Penrith celebrations, you know, and, and making fun of us uh, last year, he's just absolutely proved me wrong with his attitude. You can tell he's actually a a Tiger supporter. He wants to turn the club around. And you know what? I think I think deep down, he knows he's got some goons above him and he's just got to be the captain that's going to be on him. And he's really relishing the challenge. He wants to be the man to turn it around. And it's just a pity he doesn't have a few more people that, you know, are with him there. Uh, here's Shenzi talking about Sean Bloor, who was a late withdrawal in this game. Week after... Young Staines will give us a bit more to choose from as well. So we just have to... And we lost Blory in the warm-up mm. tonight. So uh, uh, we can we can, we can can uh, cop a bit of bad luck here and there. But but again, uh, you know, we could have won that game as well. And it's our own fault. What's the prognosis on Blore? Because he's been good for you the last few weeks. What was the issue in the warm-up? Uh, he had a, he had a, uh, a strain uh, in the thigh... And uh, in warm up, and you know, we weren't prepared to risk it. He wasn't going to be. You know, I didn't want to not finish the game. I wanted to finish the game with 17, not with 16. And we weren't going to. We weren't going to beat him with one man down. So uh, we'll just have to look at next week. I think it's only going to be a minor thing to be right. But just tonight, it just uh, you know it was too late to, to get him on the field. Mm. Jim, how do you get motivating the boys in a time like? So, yeah, I heard it was actually done at the captain's run, the quad strain, and uh, so the day before, and they were trying to get him 
sweet in the warm up, and there was a late withdrawal. So it wasn't he didn't actually. They kind of made it out seem made it seem like he did it while warming up, but um, yeah, it was it was done done the day before, and apparently uh, he's pretty confident he'll be back for the Bunnies game in Tamworth. But um, yeah, how many pieces Sean. did your heart shatter into when you um, saw the news that he was late? <laughs> oh man, I. I had a bit of money. I'm just going to try too, um, but yeah, it's just it's already like to get up and watch a game. He's one of those little shining lights of every weekend for me, and yeah, for him, literally minutes before kickoff, they uh, they announced that he's not playing. I was like, oh man, yeah, it's yeah, it was a bit heartbreaking. But look, he'll be we back. Missed, we certainly missed him. Hundred percent. Yeah, I think. It'd be it'd be very biased of me to say I think we win if he plays, but he definitely I think yeah he uh, I, I think I think we we allow that bias, Josh. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He would have, he would have created a lot of second phase. He would have he would have smashed them. Yeah. Uh, let's go one more, Shanezy. Um, let's go him talking about more injuries. Um, get the injured players back. You know, that's the secret. Unfortunately, it's not going to happen. We won't see Adam back this year, or maybe not even next year. Brooksy's, as I said, a couple of weeks, two or three weeks. So those sorts of uh, uh, losses during the season have just put a big holes in parts of our season. You know, we had those three wins, and we were we starting to sort things out a little, uh, even without um, Adam. And then um, it's just fallen away because of, you know, we've experimented with positions and field holes for injuries and so on and so on. So, you know, again, I'm not going to offer any excuses. Sean Gore, just a niggle. Will he be back, do you think, next weekend? Uh, hopefully. Um, one of those things that happen, you, you get it in warm-up, you can't actually uh, judge it. Only he can judge it, and he wasn't. He didn't look comfortable, so the medical staff made a... Yeah, we've already talked about Sean, but, yeah, that's a lie. He did it the day before. Um, what do you make of that, Roberto? Is he making a little bit of excuses, having lost Adam and that sort of thing? Like, I mean, teams should be able to lose. We have had a very, very unlucky to lose both your starting halves. I mean, what team in the comp would um, would win many games? But yeah, what do you make of that? Oh, it's just more spin and more excuses. I mean, what round did we lose Adam? Uh, what we thought like. Round okay, round six, we're Easter, around, yeah. round fucking twenty-one. Easter? He's going back fifteen weeks, and he's carrying on about Brooks not being there. Brooks, Brooks has gone to Manly, and we've got no backup halves because you let both of them go. So whose fault is it that we've got no one there? So it's not like we've got a hundred players out. We've got those two blokes out, and we've got Staines out. We were missing, um, we're missing Sean Bloor. Who else is out? Can anyone tell me? Am I missing someone? Like that we're like. There's no one missing. It's just, it's just. Well, Naden's missing, but he's just not being picked. Well, Naden's not being picked. Aaron just said, you know, round six was when Adams been out. So 15 weeks ago, we lost him. We lost Luke Brooks when the season was over. Anyway, we we're getting belted by the Gold Coast when he pulled a hamstring trying to chase a try down. Um, so it's, it's just gobbledygook, guys. Absolute gobbledygook. Just. And that was also Noffa's first game back too. Yeah, I mean, there, there's no reason not winning that game, guys. Like I said, we should have pounded them up the middle. We've got so many yeah. good dummy half runners. E- even our backs, we've got Noffa, we've got Toa, we've got so many good 
guys that can make ground from dummy halves. They're like they're like extra forwards the way they make meters. But you know, we we just have brain farts when we get into the red zone. We we literally have no idea what to do when we get there. And you know, we probably should have made a tactical change, but none of the ten thousand coaches in the box had the nous to say let's leave Talon on and put Appy at halfback and and hook Wakeham. Uh, anything else to add before we move on to the news, guys? I just where, where's that second wooden spoon go in the center of excellence? Was it going mm-hmm. near the barber shop or what happens now? Like, what do we do now? Justin Pascoe's. It's just very disheartening, guys. Very disheartening. Very disheartening. We're going to get another wooden spoon, same management, same everything. No one's going to take accountability. It's just the same old fucking shit show every fucking year. And then we'll get all the promises in the off-season and how well we train and we're going to make the eight and we'll get a third one next year unless there's some serious change. Uh one place that doesn't need a change is oh, that's made a very hard segue there, Rob. Uh, West Ashfield watched the boys play on uh, Friday night at six p.m. Um, yeah, so you can watch show the West Tigers support when they take on the Rabbitohs at Scully Park in Tamworth on Friday, and you can also watch the NRLW. The West Tigers girls make us proud once again in round two against the Sharks on Sunday, July 30. That game is at 1.50 p.m. Is that right, Az? Yep. Uh, and you can watch all the games live and loud from the home of the West Tigers, West Ashfield, Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. For more information, visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. So, yeah, Friday, 6 p.m., knock off work, go grab a, uh, a beer and a pizza for a Friday afternoon and... Uh, who knows? Maybe have to sink several more because we're playing against the Rabbitohs and Latrell is back. But um, we'll preview that game on Wednesday's show. Uh, on to the news. So um, a bit of a story. Brett Reed and Michael Carianus, yeah. um talking about apparently they did have a, build, uh, a meeting with the um, Benji Sheenzy, uh I think Robbie was in it as well, and Justin Pascoe as well. So, Rob, have you heard anything about this meeting at all? And what, if you're a fly on the wall, what do you think you would have uh, seen in that one? I've absolutely heard nothing about it. I haven't inquired about it. Uh, it's something I think all three of us agreed on that when we heard last week that Justin Pascoe had met with Fulton privately and met with Marshall privately, that they all should have been sitting in a room together and, and sorting their differences out. So I'm glad they finally all got in a room. Um, I'm sure for now they've sorted it out, but all it'll take is more losses this year and some early losses next year, and some and there'll be there'll be more bloodletting guys because we don't we don't stick to any plan. We don't we got guys you know like I say I'm just like a broken record for the last three years, but we've got guys in upper management that have tried their best. There's no doubt. No one can say that's the one admission I'll give them. No one can say they haven't tried their hardest. And I, in fact, I think. Lee and Justin have tried harder this year than any year previously, probably because of self-preservation issues. But they just can't—they just can't get it done, guys. Everyone seems to have a different role. It feels like every week, um, you know, how many of these Scott Fulton's position now? How many of those have we had in the last four years? Like we've had what Adam Hardigan, Tim Sheens, Warren McDonald, Scott Fulton. That's like four blokes in two years that have had this position. So. I don't know what's going on there, and I and I I just don't know how they run things, guys. I don't, I don't know I don't know what to expect. I just hope, most importantly, they just pretend to be unified, 
and are able to attract players to the club because that's what we need. We need to yeah. attract players to the club. And, and if we can't do that, we're, then we've got to rely on kids coming through. And it, it doesn't seem like there are that many kids coming through, uh, given the fact that we had to get the Fay news from Manly. So, um, look, I, I just hope it all works out well. But I've got no confidence in, in what our decision makers do. And, and that, that's the underlying problem at the club. Uh, the story doing the rounds, I believe SMH had it first, but I did screenshot this from uh, Fox Sports that Robbie Farrar is looking to go to the GM role. There's no GM. Um, I didn't realize there's actually no, there's been no GM basically the whole year. So Robbie Farrar, uh, this story didn't really have any quotes or anything. It was just, I don't know if there's much substance to it. Rob, you obviously... Um, no, Robbie, did did you see this one coming? I mean, he's always kind of said, I think he even said on when we, we had him on this show that it was kind of something he was keen on. So it's not really that shocking of a story. I think that's the side he's always wanted to get into. I, I haven't contacted Robbie for, gosh, close to six months now. Um, I did read that Shamus, uh, I think it was Shamus, rang Robbie up and he's quoted as saying he's interested in the role, but, but, 100% next year, he'll still be in the coaching role, assistant coaching role. So um, that's not going to happen anytime soon, but he, uh, he's always expressed an interest to get into that side of things. Yeah, people back I thought that out. was the original plan anyway, wasn't it? Uh, not necessarily the GM role, but wasn't he supposed mm. to, after his two years as an assistant coach, at the same time that Benji steps up to head coach, wasn't Robbie always going to be heading into Sheen's um, head of football role or whatever role Sheen's had last year? Hmm. Not, not, not to my knowledge, Aaron. But I mean, I know, like I said, that was always on the cards that he wanted to get, uh, you know, on the admin side of things, and and not really be a coach. I don't think he ever really wanted to be a coach, but you know, the fact that Benji and Robbie were kind of offered, and and you know, there was a lot of desperation when Seraldo knocked us back. I think both Benji and Robbie thought, you know, this is the right thing to do by the club. They need our help, um, even though we've had no experience. We'll step up and do it. Um, I don't know if it's the most comfortable role for Robbie, but you know you'd have to ask Robbie that. I, I really mm. can't answer that. I'm just speculating. Yeah, I mean he's pretty, uh, pretty smart sort of guy. He's got the businesses, the BFT uh, at Five Dock and um, twenty two four seven uh, touring. What's it called? Two four seven. It's like a uh, what do you call touring, it? Like yeah, tra- travel thing where you know his travel. Yeah, he's he's like his sports travel. travel business yeah. so he's it's not like he's not he's um yeah but i saw a few people bagging out this this uh this choice but i don't know i think robbie would do pretty good he's and the, the one thing you can't say about him is he's 100 percent west tigers like through and through loves a club and bled would bleed for, for the club and he would do that in a suit like he did in a jersey so um we'll see uh so a couple of weeks, when the Aiden Caesar news broke, I put out a poll to see how many, um, you know, how much support, because I saw a few people not liking it. Even on this show, I think, Rob, you're not overly keen on this signing as you and I are like, yeah, not, I don't know, a little bit more intrigued, I suppose. I wouldn't say I'm super excited of it. I'm a bit intrigued, but um, we did put, a vote out there and 60, um, 16% said then it's not a good move. And then 83% said um, 
it is a good move. So um, I know Rob, the the people of that we survey that answered the survey seem to be pretty keen for Caesar coming to the West Tigers. Have you have you warmed to it at all? Not really, not really. I'm just disappointed that you know we're we're getting a poor man's version of Hastings. You know, we 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 had what we needed. We didn't we didn't need this guy. Yeah, he, he, by next year, as Aaron said last week, it'll be five years since he would have played in the NRL. I don't know what he's doing in England. I don't watch uh, English Super League. Um, he has got a good kicking game. I'll give him that much. Defensively, he was always weak at five eighth. Uh, so I don't know what he'd be defending like. You know, as a where he'd be defending in our team, left edge, right edge, or wherever. But look, we've got to get someone. So. I don't know who they'll, you know, they'll be after Brent Sherwin next. I, I, I don't know. They've just got, they've got no fucking idea, this club. They, we should never have been in this position. I keep repeating myself, but it frustrates the shit out of me that, you know, we have to scrape the bottom of the barrel, um, you know, to, to, you know, to England to get a halfback. But I, I don't think it's the end of it. I, I've heard we are after Brody Croft as well, which is at least he get, he's got a bit more pace than Aiden Caesar. Uh, Aiden Caesar, he just can't tackle. Uh, but apparently his attack's been pretty good in England, so we might end up with both of them. Who knows, guys? It's just but we've got to get someone. We've shot ourselves in the foot. We didn't we didn't offer Brooks the right money after having no other options. We've just totally screwed up this halfback situation and, and then everyone says we're unlucky. It's just poor management. Has anything to add on this before we go into the game review? Not really. Thank you. Uh righto, so a little bit more on the game itself. 18-14 to the Dragons. So Junior Tupo picked himself uh, up a double. Not a bit annoying, Rob, by um, your Rob Sadamas. You picked Notha. Um, was a sure thing for a try. It ended up being the other winger, and I did the same. I put Notha uh, yeah. in my multis, but um, good to see. We got the multi the week before. We got the multi the week before. We just can't get win them all. No, you can't win them all. That's and I don't think we were destined to win the multi this week because I had Isaiah Tago, who withdrew from Penrith last minute, and his replacement, Peachy, got two tries. Um, Zelezniak scored a try, so it was literally an offer that let us down. But we only we only went out to that side once, and I think Stafford Tower held onto the ball um, late in the first half. We And that Thenai, literally every opponent has scored on him in, in, in the last seven weeks. Every opponent has scored on Thenai, except we couldn't do it. So, um, look, yeah, disappointed for Noffa, but... Um, mentioning Noffa there, guys, we haven't touched on this. Um, we should have challenged that Noffa incident when he knocked it back into the foot of the St. Yeah, George he was player right there. Yeah, yeah, happy. Court. We, we happy would have won that challenge, him. clearly. We would have won that challenge, well, clearly. I just don't think Noffa explained himself properly and Appy didn't have enough confidence to go. But, you know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. but we clearly would have got that decision. Well, was that before or after we lost the challenge? Uh, before it was early in the game, it was pretty early in the it game. It was before the buller knock on, so we actually made the challenge on the wrong challenge. Yeah, okay. it, um, I don't know the bunker. Maybe they lost their confidence in the bunker because they kept fucking us over. But um, I don't, I don't think Noffa sold it to Appy very well, to be honest. But he clearly threw the ball backwards into the St George player's foot, and then it went back towards the St George try line. So uh, on first angles, it looks like a knock on, but you can clearly see it hit the foot from the other angle. Yeah, I still don't get how we lost our challenge where we did anyway because the camera angle they had showing, well, they were showing us on TV. Mm. You could not tell um, with any degree of 100% certainty that it went forward, like from contact. Mm. You could, you and she could looked say, at it so quick too. 
yeah, like it was like two looks at it, um, mm. one one or two looks at it, and you could say, yeah, benefit of the doubt goes to the referee's call, um, but Tigers retain their challenge. But you could not, with a hundred percent certainty, from one camera angle and one look, say that definitely went forward. Like you to, to, to me, to me, Aaron, to me, Aaron, when he tried to catch the ball, he propelled it forward. But before, as the ball's coming back down, Buller pushes it back into the can. He nullifies the knock-on. So yeah. at, at the very least, I think we should have kept our challenge. But I actually thought Buller nullified it. Like, he definitely got a glancing couple of fingers on it. Um, mm. So who knows? But, yeah, that's just that's just the way we roll, guys. <laughs> mm. just, just we make bad challenges or good challenges, whatever. We don't get the decisions. And, you know, we're not a good enough team to overcome those bad decisions. A uh, few stats from the game. It's, man, how we lost this game. 53% possession. Uh, completion rate slightly better, so 31 of 40 to 28 of 38. Um, run meters were a plus, uh, quickly do the maths there, 350. Post contact meters were an extra 67. Line breaks, we won six to two. Um, what else we got in there? Play the ball speed, two tenths of a second quicker. Offload 16 to seven. Um, Force dropouts three to one. Uh, what else we got in here? Def- defensively, it was about even. Uh, missed tackles, look, 28. We lost that one, 28 to uh, 22. Um, errors, only nine. The Dragons made 11 errors, which is crazy. Penalties, six to five. So pretty, pretty even on that one. They Dragons had a sin bin as well. As, man, that's. Um, I mean, it's been the story about a year for a lot of games, really, isn't it? Yeah, when the stats don't win the game, um, it's just going to take a little bit more class and a little bit more execution in key moments, particularly execution in the red zone to actually start putting more points on and winning some games. But along the same vein, um, ever since the Gold Coast game, I think it was, we conceded at least five tries every game until this one. And this one, we concede three. Um, We just don't put on enough points to win it. Uh, any to add on that one, Rob? No, no. Just a game we, we should have won. I, like I said earlier, I just think that air's gone out of the balloon. Uh, some guys are trying, some guys aren't. And it's probably a reflection in how we react to losses. Like, you know, are we, are we giving them cuddles after the game or are we ripping them, you know, a new arsehole? Like that's, I, I don't know what they do in the dressing room afterwards, but it just looks like it doesn't matter if we win or lose. It's just dust up, get ready and have a go next week. It's, not good enough, guys. Can't be losing to St. George. Mm. They, they, I, I really thought they were the worst team in the comp, and obviously it turns out we are now. So um, yeah. just really, really poor. Uh, some of our top tacklers, Twally, uh, 40 tackles, none missed. Uh, Appy, 37 with four missed. Stefano, 35 with two missed. And um, Johnny Bateman, 39 with four missed. Uh, Junior Tupo, man, what a game. So... On our stat leaders here, I've got three pictures of him here. He's had four line breaks, two hundred and twenty-one <laughs> run meters, and seven tackle breaks. Like, and I'll put my hand up. I said last week maybe he needs a, like a spell. He looks a bit um, down on confidence, Jacket. down on down on fitness, and it might have been his best game as a West Tiger this week. He was just unbelievable. Only um, put on we'll a try get- assist as well. Hmm. So we'll yeah we'll we'll talk more about players themselves in um, the uh, 
the play ratings a little bit later on. Uh, the ladder, do we really want to look at? Oh, the doggies, the second last. There you go. Uh, yeah, the, that's because the doggies haven't had their um, third buy yet, and therefore uh, against okay. is worse than the dragons. So that means we have to win three game echo. To overtake either of them, we have to win three, and both or either of them have to lose all of theirs. So yeah, not happening. Uh West Tigers. Um, Mobile Corp, so MLC Phones, formerly MLC Phones, who sponsored the Tigers in the mid-90s. Mobile Corp support local businesses by managing their IT, their networks, and their mobile devices. If you're a business, local business owner looking for a partner who will take away the hassle of dealing with IT issues, make sure you have cybersecurity in place and handle all your mobile device needs, then Mobile Corp can help. Uh, Mobile Corp is a family-run business and long-time supporter of the West Tigers. Uh, reach out to our mate, Stephen, and the team at Mobile Corp. Check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. And shouts to our mate, Shane Walker. I spoke to him the other day. He's keen to come back on the show uh, in the coming weeks. So keep an ear out for our mate, Shane. Uh, right, other grades. So New South Wales Cup. Uh, that's not New South Wales Cup. I've labeled that wrong. That is our NRLW. I've forgotten to change the label there. I was going to say New South Wales, New South Wales Cup and Jersey Flag both had buys. They did not play. But our girls certainly did play. And boy, as man, what a game. Um, we've touched on it a little bit already. But seven tries by the girls. That was a fun one. This one. What, um, what other takeaways you got from your day at uh, Combank Stadium? They did get off to a bit of a slow start, um, although Bo scoring our first ever NRLW try is quite fitting mm. considering she's Perfect. West Tiger number one and wearing jersey one. So that was absolutely amazing. But the, we kind of started to drop a few balls. Um, we tried to – we let Parramatta score those two tries through Zali Fay. Um, she's quite talented as well, I must say. Um, and then we kind of just – Towards the back end of the first half, we tried to get a little bit too fancy, a little bit too soon. Um, we were throwing balls around that we really didn't need to, uh, trying too many desperate things to crack open their line, and it just didn't work. Um, Noddy must have given them a pretty good talking to at halftime to, for the ball control side of things because they came out in the second half. And I think we may have made two errors in the first 10 minutes of the second half, and it was pretty much smooth sailing from there, there on. Um Sarah Togatuki scored a brilliant solo try, and then mm. we kind of let the floodgates open from there, Beast which was run. absolutely amazing to see. Off a nice little deft pass from Bo to uh, Az. Mm. Yep. She scored one and set up four or five of the others, I think. So, yeah, Bo yep. had herself a day out. Yeah, huge day. Yeah, she's just an absolute gem. Like you said, player number one, but she's been at the club for so many years now. She works for the club. Like, she is... West Tigers, like through and I'm through. pretty sure she's been in our Harvey Norman team since that was since that team's inception mm. as well. Um, five years now, maybe ish. And a lovely girl, too. You obviously, if you've ever been to a West Tigers, um, function or whatever, last couple of seasons, she's yeah, she's always there doing stuff for the club. She was doing the um, the passing pass through the ball thing, and she was really good for my son. Um, yeah, with the past, the past, the Christmas party last year, she's yeah, legend, absolute legend of the club. So, yeah, Fetty Walsh. She was the one who, um, going around handing out, um, the Brooksy 200 posters at Leichhardt 
a uh, couple months ago. I got my, yeah, right. my Brooksy 200 poster from her. Well, uh, just seeing the crowd there as 2,000. So, obviously, um, look, standalone game, the first game, yeah, it, it'll build from there. But, yeah, it's, it'll be, be pretty good. I wish our girls could play at Leichhardt or Campbelltown. That'd be pretty cool. We don't actually play at Leichhardt. Obviously, the World Cup's on. Same issue. They are playing at Campbelltown. Are they? Yeah. The, that, yeah, it, so the, last, the last round of the competition, so it's a standalone fixture okay. on a Thursday night, but it is at Campbelltown. Obviously, the men, the men will be in Bali by then. There'll be Probably. a big promotion going on for that game, I'm told, as well. That's actually one of the primary goals of the club is to get a, a massive crowd out for that game at Campbelltown. All right. It's against the defending premiers too, so yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, yeah, like I said, New South Wales Cup and the uh, – oh, I didn't put the ladder. God, I'm an idiot. I've got to put the ladder. But take our word for it. They're at the very top, on top of the, <laughs> top of the world, the girls. Girls are – anything else to add from the uh, women's game, Rob? I just wanted to run through a couple oh, as, of stats yeah. as well, Josh. Oh, um, yeah, sorry, stats. Yep, go for it. Just to show how dominant these girls were, we had about 55 more runs than Parramatta did. We made um, almost 700 more run meters than they did. Over, a, over 110 more post-contact meters. Line breaks was 12 to 2 in our favor. Tackle breaks 47 to 12 in our favor. Um, play, average play the ball speed was more than half a second faster. We we absolutely monstered them. I have a feeling these stats were a lot closer in the first, like at halftime, mm. but with the the possession we had towards the back end of the second half, it kind mm. of ballooned out quite a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Overall, we made ten errors to their twelve, so we did manage to start holding onto the ball a lot better. Um. Yeah. The the girls were absolutely dominant, and we we might talk in a little bit about the uh, players individually. Because uh, I think we're doing a three-two-one for some of them, so I so I think I'll mention a few player stats then. Yeah, drop 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 them now, guys. Do your three-two-ones. Yeah, you want to go, Aaron? I'll let you go first, Rob. Uh, all right. Well, I've gone both for three because she basically had a hand in everything. Um, I know that I know the forwards were damaging. Like we just made so many clean line breaks through the props. Even Kezi made a, a run through the middle. And, and like I said earlier, they couldn't handle our, our strength in the forwards and they basically compressed their defence and then we just carved them out wide. Uh, I gave Sarah, obviously, the two points and I thought our pocket rocket, Ebony Pryor, gave her one point. Yeah. She was really busy at dummy half. You know, threw a couple of bad passes. But look, it's first game, first game, seven new players in the team. Um, but yeah, just really, really created a lot of speed from dummy half and looked threatening and uh, you know, set the girls up well, but look, as a as a unit, they played really, really well. Took a while to get over the over the Parramatta girls. Like even in the second half, you know, we bombed a try on the right hand side when we created an overlap. And I'm thinking, yeah. are we are we going to get Tommy Talau to special? Yeah, and I was on the. It was, I, I, I won't mention her name. I'll just call her the right center. She she will yeah. be told about it. I'm sure. Uh, but she <laughs> threw the dummy and went herself. Uh, but look, in the in the end, like it doesn't really matter when it's 36 to eight. It was a convincing win and. Um, Let's hope it's a, a good season for the girls. And and as I jokingly said to you last week on Twitter, Josh, I'm very confident that the girls are going to get more wins than the boys, even mm-hmm. though they have a shortened season. Well, they're 33% of the way there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> as yeah, I, will, I will I will mention about that particular right centre, Rob. Um, 
it was her first game against her former club, so I have a feeling she really just wanted to try against them. Um, well, she got one anyway. <laughs> she got. She one did later. get. She did get one anyway. But yeah, and so I have a feeling. Turn of foot as well. Yeah, I, I'll uh, I'll reserve judgment on a bit of ball hoggery until after next week to see if she does the same thing again. All right, um, all right. Hey. <laughs> it's not going to be we'll all sunshine. It wouldn't. It wouldn't be me <laughs> to criticize someone, wouldn't it? <laughs> oh, absolutely. So my three and my two are the same as Rob, um, Bo, Eddie Welsh, an absolute superstar. Um, no, she was our first signing and had every right to be our first signing in our inaugural try scorer. Um, Sarah Togatuki as well, absolute monster um, with the meters she made downfield. I'll just pull this, the run meters up now. Here they are. Uh, Sarah Togatuki, so it was 22 runs for 240 meters, and I think probably about 30 of those meters came off that run that where she scored the try. So she was absolutely sensational. Um, and my one didn't go to Ebony Pryor, um, although she is absolutely a pocket rocket, and I will say she was definitely an honorable mention. Um, like even just her effort in defense as well. She was in so many tackles. She even made a couple of diving attempts at um, tackling players as they were getting getting around us. So she was in everything. She was committed. She was enthusiastic, and I'm expecting a lot of good things from her as well. Uh, but JM mentioned Christian Pio in the YouTube comments there, uh, that the fact that she broke an NRLW offload record, um, and she wow. got the one for me. Um, she got my one because just like uh, Sarah, she made 20 runs for 171 meters. So not quite as many meters, but without her and Sarah, we don't get the go forward that we did against the Eels. Um, as it turned Good out, ball. because of the, yeah, those two were the difference to me in the, like in that 700 odd uh, run meter difference. So yeah, Christian got the one for me. For me, I'll go uh, Vetti number one, like Rob said. She was a hand in everything. Uh, Togachuki, you can't leave her out. But for my number one, um, Benjamin mentioned uh, Lasana Lutu on the, in the comments there. She when, when she came on, yeah, I tweeted I tweeted out um, on the Westlife account. Get like we need to get her on to make an impact, and I think we scored literally the set after she came on. She's just an absolute. Amazing talent, just clinical um, backline player. She was, she was absolutely. She yeah, was in our grand final winning team last year as well. She was, yeah. yeah she was she in the halves. Yeah, and yeah, she was also three. in the under 19s um, origin for New South Wales earlier this yeah. year too. And I and I, I will just say 19. One more. Wow. Yeah, she's only 19. Um, and one more thing, Rob touched on it before, but we've got some serious speed in our backline. Oh. Uh, that girl from both. Newcastle. What's her name, Aaron? Uh, you talking about Jakaya? Jakaya mm. Whitfield. Oh my Whitfield. god! Seriously, yeah. she's got pace to burn. So did both centres, Leanne and Rakia. Um, Josie Lanaz has some speed on the other wing as well, although she didn't get too much of a chance to show it. And then we've got the the evergreen bow at at fullback. Like we've got some serious pace in our back line, and we're going to be tough for a lot of the teams to handle for the rest of the season. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, can't wait for the... Uh, we'll preview... Who are we playing? The Sharkies next week. Sharks, yep. So we'll preview that game. Um, New South Wales Cup had the bye, so they're in 10th place. Uh, Jersey Flake had the bye as well. They're also still in 10th place. So, um, yeah, but we'll 
preview their games uh, for next weekend on Wednesday's show as well. Right at player ratings time. As do you want to do the honors and read out what the uh, what the punters have rated our play seventeen men from Thursday night's game. No worries. So, Jareem Bullar, 6.7. David Nofaluma and Stafford Toa both got a 5.2. Tommy Talao, 2.2. Junior Tupo, 7.1. Dane Laurie, 7.5. And Brandon Wakem, 2.1. The forwards, Stefano got a 6.8. Appy, 7.6. David Clemmer, 6.4. Isaiah Papali'i, 6.6. John Bateman, 6.4. And Fanua Pole, 5.4. For the bench, Talon De Silva, 4.8. Alex Seifarth, a 6. Alex Twoll got a 5.6. And Atasi James got a 5.9. So a whole lot of mediocre uh, amongst there. Um, yeah, does anyone feel like maybe, a, I mean, 7.1 for Junior Tupo? I mean, he. if we win this game, I reckon Junior Tupo has probably an 8. I reckon that's... A little bit unders. Dane Laurie, 7.5. He definitely uh, had a great game. Rob, you said earlier in the show that you would have given Brandon Wakeham 2.2, and that's what he's got this week. So, Yeah, I mean, look, the, the problem for us, you know, we, we always joke about it, Josh, you and I, the Denver Broncos of the of the NRL. I mean, yep. our, defense, our defense is pretty good. You know, like, you know, when you look at the players individually, like just looking at the Haas, for example, uh, Dane Laurie and Brandon Wakeham, they made 41 tackles between them, none missed. That's another reason why we should be winning games. Like most halves miss a shitload of tackles. I thought Twally's a bit hard done by there, given he made 100 metres and, and mm. 40 tackles, none missed. Clem, Clem the same. Uh, David Clemmer, 114 metres, 34 tackles, none missed. Papali'i and, you know, uh, John Bateman missed quite a few tackles. So I thought, I thought a little bit harsh there. I just don't think people like Noffa. I, I, I don't see what Noffa did very wrong, to mm. be honest. I thought Noffa was better than a five. Uh, Safatoa was quiet. I'll accept that. I think Dream Bull was about right. Uh, yeah, most of it's most of, most of the rest I pretty much agree with, but uh, I can't see the numbers, to be fair. That's how old my eyes are getting. But, uh-huh. Yeah, you're uh, on the mobile. Yeah, yeah but I, ju- I just think we, you know, if you look at the attack, w- Wakem was like a zero out of ten. Um, but as I said, some of you, except for that kick that hit the fence, the grub, the attempted grubber kick, the rest of his kicking was fine. His defense was really good, but he he was just really slow the other night and it showed. So I, I hope he have he can have a bounce back if he gets another chance. But he might be better off getting rested against South because South are going to be pretty you know pretty burnt at uh, getting the hiding they got from Brisbane on the weekend. Yeah, Brisbane torched them and. Mm. Uh, yeah, hopefully Latrell doesn't come back because they are a different team without Latrell. Yeah, Tommy Taylor two point two. I mean, um, I mean he, missed, he missed five tackles. He, he bombed a try to Talao. Oh, he was. You know, he, he was awful. For, he let go of Lomax. I mean, just I, I don't know. It's not that he doesn't Brent, try. We, what's just, Brent Naden done? Why is no, no, Brent, Brent Naden hasn't been playing well? But like, it's just like that dumb penalty on the fifth tackle that mm. that led to the first try. There's just. We, you know, it's it's easy, like I say, from you know my lounge room or whatever to say this, but we've got some really bad IQ in this rugby league team. There, there's some outside backs that I just don't think very hard about what they're meant to do, and they're they're just very ABC. There's there's just like what even if Sloan whacked to loud, just 
fucking walk away, mate. It's the last tackle. You've busted your ass for five tackles as a team. You give away a penalty and then they score the next set. And after you're winning 4-0. It's just, it's just dumb. Moment. It's just, well, you know, they might have scored off a bomb or they might not have. But the fact mm. is that we defended that set and that stupid penalty gave an extra set and they scored from it. So it, it's hard enough. That's why I say I just think the care factor with some people, it's not there. Like he's going to Manly. So, you know, I mean, how, what did they say to Talao after the game? Don't do it again. He'll be named in first grade again this week. It's just, it's just poor. It's just really, really, really poor decision making by some players. They they don't play smart, you know, they, they play dumb. As any um yeah, any standouts for you? Um most of the players were probably around where I would have rated them. Appy I would have probably given an eight. Clem, um Ice I probably would have given both a seven. Stefano I probably would have given him close to an eight. Um Jareen, oh. yeah, probably about a seven, seven and a half. And mm. Tommy yeah, I agree on Tommy. Um, he's probably still going to be there next week or this weekend, but I really hope he's not. I, To be honest, I would have given Tommy a one. Um, I would have given him half a point for both uh, of the good passes he gave to Tupo that got him <laughs> those tries and a whole lot of nothing else because just dumb crap after dumb crap just from, from him in particular and some of the other players. Just back on the girls again, they could really take some footy IQ from the girls because they had it in spades. Um, yesterday, just watching some of the things they did, like finding line breaks, stuff like that. They were hmm. they were brilliant. So if the boys need some lessons from the girls, they may be willing to offer offer them. So I think it was uh, just but yeah. effort to... The, the girls run better block shapes than what the men do, from what I saw the other night. I mean, look, sure look, at our, yeah. look at our tries. Like our first try, you know, no offense to Dane Laurie, but like the ball hit the ground and bounced up. Hmm. You know, but like it's just, it was a fluky try. So we can't even run a, a normal backline block shape. It's just pathetic. Like, I don't know what they do at training all week, guys. I don't care who's there. You've got four or five days to fucking work it out and, and bring it to the paddock, and we just see none of it. Uh, speaking of Dane Laurie, I've got a little clip here from his post-game uh, with Chris Warren. So, there's a funny little slip of the tongue in there. So, keep it here. Yeah, pretty disappointed. Um, you know, we, we, we stuck in there, but, like, yeah, we just gave away too many, you know, stupid penalties and... Um, yeah, just shot us on the foot, so shot us in the back. So, yeah, just um, look to be better in that um, position next year, uh, next week. So, yeah. Good to be back in the team, mate. I thought you had, a, I thought you had a well of your game yourself. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I just bags just told me to run it, and um, yeah, just think, just back yourself and all that type of stuff. So, yeah, no, nah, it was good to be back with the boys, and yeah. Is his is his <laughs> mind year, on right? the I Freudian slip, eh? I think it's completely accidental, but pretty funny. Oh, look, I'm not going to have a go. I was actually, you know, it's it sounds crazy. You know how, like, all these players hug and laugh and everything after the game? It's it's not a good thing to, to show, but it kind of pleased me when Wakeham did put that grubber kick into the fence that you, if you look at Dane Laurie in that instant, he just, like, threw his arms up in the air, like, what the fuck? Like, he was yeah. actually really upset. So you can see the competitive side in him. So he yeah. does care and he, he does want to win. He's a footy player, and, and you know, he, he I actually think he had a blind. I, I, I thought he could have got anything, you know, close to a nine out of ten. It, it, everything mm. that we created was down the left side, and it was through him. So, and he tackled well. And yeah, considering he, he has, he's been out of the team pretty much all year, except for the first couple of weeks, I thought it was a great effort in a new position. Uh, right, some of your best comments. So, for those who haven't taken part in our player 
poll. Keep an eye out for the links on our Facebook and our Twitter, and you can leave a comment. So here are some of our uh, some of my favourites from there. Uh, Zach said, how can Wake and be a half and have zero confidence to kick the ball ever? Team's fi- fifth tackle options make me want to rip my eyes out. Play Simkin at centre for all I care. I just never want to see Talau in our jersey again. Uh, Shane Cowett, um, Dane Laurie should be shot with a ball of his own shit. This useless moron doesn't know what offside is. He lost it for us. I don't know what Shane's referring to here. Oh, Dane was is this when we put up a bomb? The ref called that were that we were offside. Shane's, I think Shane's in the comment there. You might have to clarify. Uh, I think I think that might be the one he's talking about. Um, it was the one where Bateman, um, Bateman kicked it to himself. Yeah, I'd have to watch that again. But you're pretty harsh if you're bagging Dane Laurie on the other night. But I'd have to watch that isolated incident and and see what the problem was there. Uh, Kim R. Laurie was good at 5'8". Leave him there with when Brooks returns because Wakeham has no idea. Drop Talao. We missed Law. If we hadn't, if we had a decent seven, we win another spoon for the cupboard. Um, oh, Shane is in the comments. Yeah, hundred percent. He was offside by two meters. He reckons. Okay, so fair enough. Only a nine out of ten game for the <laughs> Dane. Uh, Kathy says, just can't polish those one percenters. Silly mistakes at crucial times cost us. Yeah, absolutely. It's been our season. Uh, Richard says, don't stick up for Wakeham again. Yeah, he's getting paid peanuts, but God, he sucks. So slow on his I think meant on his feet and brain. They look sharp. Overall, like every other week, uh, errors at key times killed us. Uh, Kai said, how do I give Talau negative? Um, as in a negative rating. That being said, we were not bad tonight. We, were, we have a good team there, just no halves and a good center. For the first time, I can honestly see positives for the future. If we blow up this coaching plan, I'm actually done. So, um, Chris said, starting start giving love to Safarth as much as you give to Blor. Um, look, he's not as good as good looking, but yeah, he has had a blinder. <laughs> Uh, he's a mediocre first grader who is playing above his weight, and even more importantly, contesting every play, which is something we don't see enough of. Uh, off the bench in recent weeks has been very impressive. Yeah, totally, totally right. Safarth has been, um, yeah, impactful off the bench for sure. What do you reckon? He was great, great against Cronulla. Impact. Really good against Cronulla. Um, look, he just doesn't have the smile of glory. Uh, Matt Barton says, hopefully another spoon brings the end of JP and Joe Pesci. Uh, <laughs> I hope Robbie, so too. Robbie Bashara, who's uh, been on the show uh, before, played through Wakeham when we should have let Laurie uh, been carving up that left side as he was most of the game. The organization from Wakeham was poor. Obviously, you need a seven who can just organize and manage the team when Appy isn't doing it from the ruck. Dane didn't overplay his hand tonight and sh- uh, shined because of it. Totally then, agree, Rob. Good man. Um, yeah, he must have a pretty smart mum. Uh, Dom Jet Definitely. said, "I have, I've had it. I love the team, but ha- uh, hate this fucking club. I cannot support a Pasco and Hajipatelas led club. No way. They are an embarrassment to what I was, to what was once a proud and loved club. They have destroyed it." And it's for all to see, and it's happening right in front of everyone's eyes. Nothing is being done to stop it. 
Uh, I will not pay a single cent on becoming a member or buy any merch till this these fools are removed. Uh, Tim Sheen's pre-game press conferences are diabolical. It is so defeatist and negative. It just sums up this club. Without change, there is no change. From Dom, Dom. send it into the club, mate. I could not agree more with every fucking word you say there. I am I'm at the same level as you are, unfortunately. Uh, Dom's in the comments too, I think, as well uh, tonight. So thanks as always. Dom, you mentioned buying merchandise there. Just quietly, we're looking at doing something special merchandise-wise for, um, yeah, it might. it's going to take a while. So it might be an uh, off-season project for us, but um, keep an eye out. But we're looking at doing something. So save your money. Don't buy a uh, West Tigers jersey. We might have something... Um, for our for our fans uh, upcoming, right at patreon.com forward slash Westlife. If you want to support the show, uh, Shane uh, Cowart, he's he rant this week. He said uh, last week's show why Saints are second and uh, second last, and we're last. What puss is it? Puss or puss? Let me know, puss. Shane. You're in the comments there. Puss. Um, I won't miss Dane Laurie at all. He did. He's having a crack at Dane Laurie tonight, isn't he? He did have an okay game for us last week, but ruined it by the offside penalty uh, he gave that led to the final try by the Saints. He was that far offside. He must have known. Uh, good luck, Rob. It's disappointing to see you go. There hasn't been a lot of disagree with you over the past 12 months. All the best, mate. So he's obviously referring to Rob is going to take a little bit of a break from the show uh, after this week. So um, Thanks, Shane. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then Gussie Harris. Uh, come, Mr. Tally Man, Tally <laughs> Me Banana. Daylight come and me want to go home. Day O, Day O, Day A A O. Daylight come and me want to go home. Love you all. Go the Tigers. <laughs> Gussie, whatever you're on, man, you got to share Day-o. it with us. Day O. You said Day O. Oh, is that okay? I didn't get that reference. Okay. I was. Yeah, I had no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> okay, I should have got someone else to read that. But um, I was more thinking of Family Guy when because uh, he says, Daylight, come and me want to go home when Stewie's drunk on Family Guy and he says, show me the way to go home. Yeah, that's what I thought he was quoting. But okay. no. Um, righto, that's just about does it for tonight. Our preview episode will be Wednesday at 830 PM. We'll preview our game against the Sharks. I really should put the girls in these, shouldn't I? Put the girls in the Sharks logo in there as well. We'll preview both games. So, anything else to add to this uh, to this one, boys? Before we say goodnight to Big Dog, uh, I just want to say with where the team is at right now, guys. Just to put it in perspective, the last two games, Cronulla Sutherland have gone like an absolute busted ass. Uh, they got smashed by the Warriors. They were down a whole bunch against Manly yesterday. And after the New Zealand game, uh, Tiffa Talakai, who got two tries against us two and a half weeks ago, got dropped. Okay, so Cronulla absolutely struggling. And they beat us by, what, 36-18 or, or thereabouts. I can't remember what the exact score was. But so it just shows that we are really levels below all these other teams in the, in the comp and we need to get better real quick. Mm. Has? Um, no, not 
too much more to say. I just really hope, um, like, since there's not a lot of positive going around the club at the moment, um, we do have well, the... male-wise, anyway. Yeah, we do have the women's <laughs> team, and I hope that the, the performance that the girls put out there on Sunday um, is going to get a lot more people on board. So um, I hope the girls get a lot more support in particular. Uh, mm. Don't let your dislike of the club um, and what's going on in head office and everything like that uh, affect supporting the girls. They're not involved in any of this. They're, they're a brand new team, a brand new unit, and we should all get behind them and give them the support they deserve because I think in their first game, they showed that they definitely deserve our support. 100%. Amali got his first win as a head coach, eh? Yeah. <laughs> second. Oh, was it second? Oh. Yeah, he he was the he was in, he was in we got the win in, up at Suncorp while he was um interim. Really? The week oh, we the did. week after, yeah, the week after we got dotted on Oh, we um, did in Townsville. Sort of win. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, he's tied his men's record, okay. <laughs> Uh, right, guys, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Um, yeah, ladies and gentlemen of the comments, all our regulars, we saw you all in there. Um, yeah, thanks for contributing to the show. Thanks you to the thousands of our listeners. Every single episode, we really, truly appreciate you. Like, we're honestly so humble that you keep coming back despite um, how bad this team is. And yeah. Like a lot of you say that it's West Tigers therapy. Man, we're going to really need some. So um, a little gift here. I'll see if I can get this little celebration video to work. But guys, as always, go the Tigers. Go, go the West Tigers. Go the Tigers. Yeah. Nope. Wrong video. <laughs> I'll, I'll cut that out. I'll cut that out. <laughs> All right, guys. See you. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, I'm performing like the West Tigers men tonight. All good. Um, <laughs> see you Wednesday. Thanks for listening Wednesday. to another episode of the West Life Podcast. Please follow us at West Life Pod on Instagram and Twitter and facebook.com forward slash westlifepod. You can also support and take part in the show at patreon.com forward slash westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast.